This is the Russian dynamite Masha Slamovich. Becca here. This is not America's sweetheart Davian. It's Billy Starks and the super fly guy Trayvon Jordan. This is the fly side flyer Jalen Brandon. Hardcore princess Jules Malone. Hi there, this is the bubblegum princess Alexia Nicole. This is the Brazilian Wonder Woman Christy Jane. This is the baddest black belt Chennai Kai. This is Kid Bandit. The smash hit Joel Bateman. This is Robin Renegade. Cody Hawk. Brutal Bob Evans. And you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment, one of my favorite podcasts in the whole wide world. Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. It's Wrestling With Entertainment, the only audio experience on the web today. Here we are reviewing the latest shows on WWE, AEW, New Japan, and everything in between every Saturday, and interviewing all your favorite wrestlers every Tuesday and Wednesday on YouTube and CastBox, sponsored by Rogue Energy and Playoff One. Coffee. I am, of course, your host, that guy, James Shane. Alongside the leader of Squash Fight, Kaliko Yachu, is not here, but who is here? The American Scooter Dust. I suppose. And uh, before we start everything out, a uh, quick shout out uh, to our Wrestling with Madness uh, Mania weekend that we had last week. Um, shout out to Poilo Del Mar and Silas Mason for two incredible interviews. Uh, Jack Tomlinson and Dante Drago for making a return on uh, Wrestling with Entertainment uh, right before they won um, Tag Team Gold for the second time ever. Um, so big congratulations to those guys. And uh, one of our more interesting and fun uh, watch-alongs for sure. And, uh, of course, uh, this last Wednesday we had uh, Sal Ronaldo on Sal the Pal. Uh, cannot say enough great things about that interview. Um, if you like how we interview people, that's definitely um, one you don't want to miss. Um, it does not disappoint by any stretch of the imagination. Incredible stories uh, told by Sal. Um Excuse me. Um, this uh, upcoming Tuesday and Wednesday, um, stay tuned uh, on our Twitter handle at Wrestling With Me for information on who we're interviewing and we're interviewing them, uh, and hopefully links to those interviews as well. As well. All right. Um, it is not a great day for wrestling, uh, for more reasons than one. Um, but primarily because we lost another great legend this week. Uh, Bushwhacker Butch has uh, unfortunately passed away. Um, this one really sucks because he, he was truly a legend in this business. Um, Robert Miller, um, it, at the age of uh, 78, passed away. Uh, Scooter. What can you say about uh, the Bushwhackers? Well, most people know, you know Butch and Luke as the 
Yo, quick dancing walkabout Australia, New Zealanders. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, known as the Bushwhackers, who when they weren't uh, doing the the job to most teams, they were licking heads. Um, uh, mean cheat. No, uh, everybody's head. Anyone's head they could get their hands on, they'd lick. This was uh, so you know. Um, of course, before that, they were known as the Sheep Herders, and they were two of the most hardcore wrestlers on the planet. They, they were hardcore before hardcore was even a thing. I believe they were managed to even had a group with uh, Johnny Ace as well. Uh, Johnny A. Yeah, uh, they were in, uh, the Bushwhackers were inducted, uh, by Johnny Ace, the WWE Hall of Fame. I don't have any direct, uh, yeah, I don't have any direct, uh, reference to them, uh, ever actually working together in the ring. Um, uh, Butch did have the, uh, shortest record, uh, for time spent in the Royal Rumble, uh, before it was broken and broken again. Um, I, I did have the, uh, the great pleasure of working, uh, with Bushwhacker Luke, um, when the NYWC brought him in. Uh, for a one night uh, appearance, and when he was taking pictures, he lifted up the skirt of a woman who was taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nevertheless, if you always, you know, used to do that. That arm swinging moment movement that the Hasbro figures did, and the khaki theme music, and literally the worst tag team finisher of all time. But you know what? They 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 were super fun to watch. What are you And if you watched '80s pro wrestling. Uh, rest assured, the Bushwhackers were probably on your TV. So, uh, of course, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, the family, the friends and families of uh, Bushwhacker, Bushwhacker, uh, Butch. On, um, without a ado, we are wrestling with... WrestleMania 39. It was uh, last Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it took place at um, Sophie Stadium in Acklewood, California. Um, night one attendance was 80,497. Uh, night two was 81,000. 
395 combined 61,892, depending on who you ask, allegedly. Um, and we are going to start with night one. Uh, we're not going to do the what you think as a whole yet, because uh, I think we all know what our thoughts on this show as a whole was. Um, but let's get into it. Uh, Austin Theory defeated John Cena uh, for the United to retain the WWE United States Championship in 11 minutes and 20 seconds. Uh, honestly, pretty generic John Cena match. Nothing interesting or um, exciting happened. Just kind of going through the beats and motions. Uh, your thoughts, Scooter? Uh, good, good match for what it was. Uh, uh, generic uh, opener in spite of the fact that it was Cena, and that it may maybe it should have felt like more. Um, did it do its purpose? I'm still debating that whether Austin Theory beating Cena clean does anything for him. I mean, it didn't seem like it did anything for him. Honestly, I, I'd say last year, getting stunned by Stone Cold was a bigger moment for Austin than, uh, for Deary Austin, not Austin Steve, um, than this was for Deary, honestly. And I mean, they literally brought, uh, the little-known wrestler, uh, Kid Lacanza to, uh, accompany John Cena just to see him lose. How many stars do you give this uh, match, Scooter? Uh, I'll split it right down the middle, two and a half. I couldn't agree more. Alright, uh, the Street Profits defeated Braun Strowman, uh, Rick Lachey, uh, Chad Gable, Otis, uh, and uh, Eric and Ivor with Valhalla. And a WrestleMania showcase fatal four-way tag team match in eight minutes and thirty seconds. And all honestly, this match should have not been as good as it actually was. In eight minutes, yep. they they literally pulled out all the stops. They got a match that people literally called the pee break match and. Have them chant, this is awesome, because it actually was. These guys laid it all out there. Uh, Scooter? Yeah. Uh, I had my eyes glued to the entirety of this match. Um, and when, when you can do that with a, a match that's just designed to get as much talent on the card as possible... Well, then you probably should start paying more attention to that talent. And what does that say about these guys? All of them. Not just, you know, the Street Profits that 
they were literally just given a spot and they they took an opportunity. I mean, this, yeah, the street profits, street profits, you give them an inch and they'll turn it into a mile. Um, I'm wrong about that. But one of the uh, unexpected mania moments was Chad Gable doing that rolling chaos uh, German suplex on Braun Strowman. That definitely got a big pop. That woke a lot of people up. Yes, the, the O'Connor rolled German. I call it rolling chaos from because Doug Williams. Alright, uh... How many stars she get this one? I wanna give it four. I'm gonna give it three and a half only because it it it, it felt like it was longer, but it, it was less than ten minutes, so, so three and a half. Yeah, I'll give it three and a half as well. Alright, uh, Seth freaking Rollins defeated Logan Paul with KSI, uh, in 16 minutes and 15 seconds. Um, when Seth Rollins is in the ring, how do you expect it not to be a great match? Uh, Logan Paul, I hate this guy so much, but he's so freaking talented. <laughs> he's so freaking talented. <laughs> He's honestly so much. He's he's more athletic than a lot of the guys backstage, and he makes the Buckshot Lariat look so much more professional than Hangman Page. That he honestly he should retire it. Um. <laughs> that being said, uh, how so will you that Jack Tomlinson was in that final uh, time? I I wasn't sure. I, I thought I thought honestly I thought it was gonna be Jake in there. Um, uh, but I mean, last week you know, or was it two weeks ago where I brought up KSI? Um, potentially doing something at Mania. So, I don't remember that because I don't know who KSI is. It's funny because there were a, a number of other uh, YouTube personalities in attendance. And I'm more than sure I had no idea who those people were as well. You'd be correct. Yes. Uh, but yeah, that freaking Rollins. Having the prime bottle be KSI and all the little absurdities, it just, honestly, it didn't take away, it just added to how great this match was. And though I say this might have been the best match on night one. Uh, but what say you, Scooter? Uh, how many stars you get? <coughs> 
Oh, I'll get. I'll give it an easy four. And I can agree more. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky Lynch versus Damage Control. Um, we got Io Io Sky, and on that front there was a Dakota Kai with a barely here and a Dakota there. Everywhere. What'd you think of the match? There was a match. Um. Uh. Hmm. I mean, Trish Lee and Becky against Damage Katarl. Um. Honestly. A waste of talent. Are you talking about uh, 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 damage control or Tristan Lita? Champions should never be in a six-man tag match going into WrestleMania. Um, it. it, it Reduces the value of titles that are already seen as the lowest championships in the company. And I mean, you you got you got a, a, a decent match, but there there was no real. It, there was no real storyline to this, and therefore there was no real payoff. Uh, <coughs> I kind of understand what you mean, but I mean, the passion championships would, would have mattered if it was in the showcase hallway. I think we would probably care even less about this match if it was. Or those titles. Uh, honestly, I thought it was a, a good match. These girls beat the crap out of each other. Um, honestly, going back and watching it on uh, TV, because I was live there to watch it, uh, it was actually a better match uh, on TV than it was at the show. My feelings, anyway. Uh, championship-wise, I mean, nobody cares about those titles. And the payoff was that damage control and Becky Lynch are done, because that was kind of... Glita and Tris were brought in to be back up for Becky. So, in that regard, yeah, I think it was a payoff. Um, and now Lita's probably gonna drop the belts to Liv and Raquel, I guess. Well, I mean, yeah, they've got the they've got the defense on on Raw, yeah. and it, it, there's a bit more to talk about in regards to Raw and SmackDown as we continue on. Right, but uh, yeah, I think of any problems with this match. 
um, the story was there for me. How many uh, stars do you get this one? I'll give it. I'll give it three. I'll give it three and a half. Alright, we got Rey Mysterio versus Dominic Mysterio. Uh, Rey defeated Dom in 14 minutes and 55 seconds. Um, honestly, one of the more anticipated matches of the night. Uh, maybe, the, if, obviously this wasn't going to be Okada versus uh, Omega in the Tokyo Dome. But it didn't need to be that. It was what it needed to be, and it was an entertaining match from start to finish. Lots of Gaga, um, interference by Bad Bunny, uh, the family dynamic, and at the end of it, it was a cool little uh, family moment for not just Ray, but his entire family. So, I really dug this, and... Whether you were there live or seen on TV, it hit all the same. Um, Scooter, your thoughts? Uh, I liked it. I liked the fact that Dominic wasn't getting, uh, uh, that, uh, Dominic's mom and Leah were not taking any more crap from him. I love the fact that we've got the Latino World Order back. Um, I mean, and, and, you know, this time around, it's, uh, you know, father beating son, which sounds very wrong. Um, well, that was in the papers. <laughs> it must be said, father beat son at WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> and also, Ray beat Dominic. Exactly. Uh, how many stars do you give me? Uh, three and a half. Oh, uh, and it, it is worth mentioning that Dominic probably had the best entrance anybody else had at WrestleMania. The whole, uh, coming from prison to have the match. Oh, yeah, that, that's it. That's the other thing, uh, that I have to dock them for, uh, Whoever, whoever did the, uh, you know, the entrance video, uh, for Dominic, uh, didn't do their research because they used, they used footage of the concentration camp at Auschwitz. Yeah. That's not true. But I don't believe, it was at the... Uh, it was in the footage of the pre, uh, the, on the pre-show, but I don't believe it was used, uh, on the actual WrestleMania, uh... No, it, yeah, it was not used on the actual, uh, media, uh, media broadcast. Yeah. Uh, for all, everything I just said, uh, I give it four stars, because it is, it was what it needed to be, and so much more. Alright. Uh, Rhea Ripley defeated Charlotte Flair uh, to capture the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship in 23 minutes and 35 seconds. Um, 
not the best match for either woman. Um, I never felt like Rhea was on home on Charlotte's level. The whole long way build up to this match, and then the match <coughs> just kind of confirmed more to me that she wasn't on Charlotte's level at this point, but I understand that Charlotte is leaving at this point and needed to drop the belt to somebody, so obviously she did the right thing. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of, I, I kind of felt like the match kind of fell flat, in my opinion. But what say you, Sweet? Oh, oh, that, that, it, 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 it absolutely fell flat. In fact, I think I took six P-Bergs. Six, six P's in 22 minutes? I have, I have kidney problems. Mm. And I blame that on Charlotte Flair. I think you should blame the Street Profits for having such a great match that uh, you couldn't go pee during that match. Well, that's why, that I mean, that's why they bring out those Solo Cups. Solo Sokoa Cups? I mean, what, you think they always just wasted all that plastic? No. They gave them out to people in the front row, and they can just, you know, take a piss in them. So you're telling me... Hey, don't, look, don't look at me like that. Don't look at me like that, you listeners. So you're saying that Dominic spilled... No, no, we're not going there. Red Solo Cup. I just threw up on Dominic's mommy. <laughs> eh, cracking myself up. Will you stop it? Will you start it? How many stars do you give this match? Um. God, uh. If negative infinity was a number, I'd probably give it that. Um, two. Two stars. I give it three, just because it was a title match, and it was... it. Was, Mainly, I give it three stars because this wasn't Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey from last year. And Sean, this Charlotte from last year wasn't even that good to begin with. It was a... I mean, there was no boxes, at least. You gotta... Uh, you gotta give them that. Alright, uh... The next match... Pat McAfee defeated The Miz in 3 minutes and 40 seconds. What were your thoughts on this match? I told you. I told you he'd show up! And that's 
Und die Tüte. You know, unfortunately, see, it was at, at the show. I don't know if the crowd was just spent or they were expecting uh, Lashley or um, or LA Knight to do it, but he did not get the the reaction that I thought he was going to get, and he tried to put bring the crowd more into it, but it just seemed like the crowd wasn't into it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they didn't, they they weren't getting, you know, it wasn't Seven Nation Army. Oh, that's true. But I mean, you were there, Kaliko. What are your thoughts? But we're talking about Pat McAfee and the men. Ooh, man. Pat, Matt, yeah, the Rhea match. They they wanted Rhea to win so bad. And the moment that they, the moment that Rhea won, people were already heading to the bathroom because they knew them. So they just wanted to get the shit out the way before they sat for the main event. So they wasn't using the web solo cups? I mean, <laughs> consider well, considering how that stadium was built, like the way that they laid it out was bad different. So, like, prime example, right in Dallas, if you were in the risers, you got to go to the floor to go to the bathroom. This state, this for some odd reason, L.A. being L.A., they made you go up into the into the common folk. So that alone is like, fuck that. I, I'd rather get it out the way now. Hmm. Right. Uh, how many stars do you give Pat If Mc I had a motherfucker. How many stars do you give Pat McAfee? Oh, oh, ten. Ten stars. Um, uh... I will. God, I can't believe uh, I'm saying this. Uh, one, one star. Coleco. One, because when it was placed, where it was placed, that that's why. It, it's not because of Pat. It's because of this, uh, the unfortunate spot they were in. And. Uh... I'll be nice here. I'll give it two stars because it was Pat McAfee. It was a good little pop, and he tried his—he literally tried his best to get those people into that match. You're the one who hates Pat McAfee. Pat he McAfee. did better. He did better than Shane. <laughs> he did. Huh? All right, uh, and that takes us to maybe one of the best uh, video packages of the night for the main event. And, uh, yeah, it's really got you in the mood for the match, and it was just, you know, ready for the main event, great video package, and then uh, a quick word from all sponsors. Oh, 
uh, how pissed off was you at that TurboTax commercial between the video package and the actual main event, Coleco? Bro, that was the most pissing thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, everybody knew it was like, okay, and, and it wasn't because they just, it was just a constant thing. It was like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't come here for commercials, nigga. <laughs> like, I could have stayed at home if I knew I was coming for commercials. I mean, literally, it's like right after. The video package. Because everybody had their cameras out and they were ready. <laughs> and fucking safety dance comes on. Like, what the fuck? Considering storyline, this might have been the best tag team match I've seen in my life. Because it was personal. That's why. It, it was just personal. It felt it felt like, uh, I told you, it was, I remember, I remember a long time ago, I remember I told y'all it was like uh, Pocahontas and John Smith, right? Jay Uso was Pocahontas and he got his ass clipped. Yeah. For some- <laughs> Got, 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 got his ass clipped for trying to save the white boy. So, hey, that's, it happens. But as far as a match, I think I've never seen a crowd more invested at WrestleMania in a tag match in my life. As a matter of fact, there were people behind me who kind of knew Jet the Usos because I, I was – and they were like, I'm crying because this moment for them meant so much. I mean, who what? would have ever thought that the Usos, a tag team, would ever mean event WrestleMania? Well, you know what was funny? The the story lent it that way. Because right. I think, I, I get why people were pissed about the Rhea thing, the Royal Rumble, blah, blah, blah. But... The, the way that this match went gave you the cliffhanger to go to night two. It made you invested in night two. I mean, that's that's what I thought anyway. What say you, Shooter? Uh, yeah, the best tag team match to main event at WrestleMania since WrestleMania 1. Yeah. Um, uh, it'll probably be another 39 years until we get uh, another tag team uh, main event. Um, but yeah, the, the, it was 
It was personal. It was... It, it was the, the... The start of it, the epilogue to this, to this part of the story. And it, it, it just delivered on all fronts because not only it was it, you know, Sammy and Kevin ending the historic title reign of the Usos, it's two indie talents who at one point it was believed that they wouldn't get anywhere near the main event stage of WrestleMania. And it's that story that's come to the conclusion. The proof that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are where they belong. And I don't think I don't think Sammy and Kevin can fall off main eventer status now unless booking does something really stupid. But I'm gonna hold those words uh, when we get to <laughs> night two and everything, and right. the, 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 stu- the stupid draft coming back. And I mean, but for Kevin Owens, this is two in a row. Right. So I think it was more for Sammy than because Owens main evented last year. Wait, you could make the argument that Kevin Owens was put in that position because Stone Cold trusted him. This was earned by incredible storytelling, telling, you know, body of work, and, you know, not to dismiss what he did last year because it was incredible, but this kind of felt more of his moment rather than Stone Cold returning. You know what I mean? I mean, I get it. I get it, but that doesn't change the fact he main event at night one. For two, night, for two years, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think for Owens, it was, it was consistency, and for Sammy, it was validation. Yeah. Which is a cool little moment to see, you know, Kevin Owens, because... Kevin Owens definitely deserves that spot. And he has. So to see that he got it again is fantastic to see. Um, what does it tell you about the Usos? You know, because if they didn't make the tag, elevate those tag team championships to where they were when they defended them at the show, what they have been in this position to begin with. Um, I think it is the 
ultimate top of the building block? Because I would say the New Day kind of made the tag team scene relevant, and the Usos played a role in that. So when the Usos are in that main event, it's basically carrying all of that prestige, that that work that they put in onto the scene. Because keep in mind, like, when you think of, like, the tag matches, the best tag matches in the last 10 years, it's usually, like, a New Day or a Uso involved. And, uh, this figure thinks that this is the first tag team match to main event WrestleMania since the first WrestleMania. Uh, Scooter, if the build-up to Rhea and Charlotte was maybe a little bit more interesting than it actually was, would we still be seeing, would we have still have seen Sammy and Kale main event WrestleMania? Or would it have yes. been? Oh. Yeah, they, no, they, uh, there, there was no chance Rhea and Charlotte were going to uh, uh, main event. You feel the same way, Kalika? I think if we didn't have the Charlotte burnout, it might have been a different story. Because that story actually was a good story. Because that story was similar to... I could say that story of Rhea finding herself and getting to the top spot is akin to Kenny Omega get finally getting to that top spot. The, the where they fucked it up was when she beat Oscar two years ago. So it didn't it, it didn't feel like she needed it, no, right? No, right. She I, I, needed Charlotte for validation, but she's already had the moment. But, kind of, yeah, I, I kind of understand that. But it kind of felt like they were only going on the CP for three years ago at WrestleMania. And they wasn't adding any new shit to the table. And yeah, they didn't add the emotional element of how she went through having to form a tag team with a former superhero and and blah, blah, blah to become the person that she is now. Right. So, yeah, it, they so, should have did a better story. Charlotte's foremost leading up to this were top tier, but Rhea just kind of felt short, in my opinion, when it came to building this uh, the rivalry. And to me... If she maybe would have been a better promo during this time frame, we probably would be saying Rhea Ripley and Charlotte would have made advantage. But I guess it just wasn't in the cards for them at this point. Well, but then again, they're going against the hottest story. And that's where the, the, the debate is with this Royal Rumble, because now it's like people are thinking, does the Royal Rumble even matter if you're not main eventing for the women's side? Well, I mean, the same could have been said about the men's like 10 years ago when Sheamus won the Royal Rumble and was literally the first match out of WrestleMania 28. True, but that's like one out of what the last twenty, twenty five, twenty six. Uh, I mean, we would have to really 
go into it, but um, there was a, a good period of time where whoever won the main uh the Royal Rumble didn't main event WrestleMania. I mean, Randy Orton didn't, Sheamus didn't, Nakamura didn't, Nakamura didn't, um, Lesnar did, Seth Rollins didn't. Hold on, didn't. But yes, yeah, Seth Rollins um, opened. There's a there 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 is a pattern here. Where the last three years, the women's Royal Rumble winners have won the titles. The men's have not. Yeah. Wait a minute. Who won the the men's Royal Rumble last year? Oh, Brock. Brock, yeah. but he lost to Roman. The last Which made no sense because he won the Royal Rumble, won the title, lost to Roman. They, that was all fuck up. <laughs> it was slightly convoluted. Um, yeah, the last person to win the men's Royal Rumble was McIntyre. And, you know, win the title. Yep. And go on to win the title, yeah. Alright, uh, how many stars do you give Sammy and, uh, Owens versus the Usos? Uh, Spiro. Five. Coleco? Thirty. <laughs> hey, it's not No, seriously. That, that moment, time. that moment when Sammy held Jay up it was just like, oh my god. Like, right? <laughs> the three Haluma kicks were like, yeah. bro. <laughs> so, yeah, that, yeah, 30. We could, if we only do multiple stars if it's in the Tokyo film, damn it. But, alright. Uh, me personally, uh, everything as a whole, yeah, five stars. Five stars, you know why? Because it was the perfect fucking ending. Alright, uh, Kaliko, you wasn't here for the beginning of our, uh, review of WrestleMania Night 1. Uh, what did you think of the whole show as a whole, Night 1, at least? Well, when you say the worst match was John Cena, that tells you that that it was a it was a stack night. I think that I think night one will never be topped from top to bottom. That as far as like quality of the matches and even the stories, but it'll never be topped. I think that's the best night one they have ever had. Night one of these WrestleManias have honestly been better than night two. The last at least what three nights? The three years, three years, which kind of tell you, well, who was on night two? Well, you know who's on night two for the last three years, but we'll get to that in you know a couple minutes, but uh. What do you, Scooter? How did you feel about this So, as a whole? I felt 
very optimistic. Um, so yeah, thumbs up. I'm just happy about how the show went as well. Like Kaliko said, top to bottom, those last three matches, which was the reason people were at night one, were what they exactly what we wanted, delivered what we needed, and there were some really cool moments. And, uh, then I say one of the best matches of the whole week with Seth Rollins and Logan Paul. Um, I definitely give this so a thumbs up. Coleco, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. Oh, it's two thumbs. That one was double thumbs up. Everything was just it, it was just a perfect vibe. And the crowd was perfect. The only thing I hated was those goddamn commercials. <laughs> Those goddamn commercials. Oh wait, uh, and and, and credit, and credit. Dominic Mysterio might have had the best entrance of night one. <laughs> yes. Straight the fuck up. Yeah. Straight out of Auschwitz. He oh, like God. he like he literally left Compton and just like <laughs> rolled his ass up in there, man. The ex-condom. If he had used a condom, he wouldn't have had a condom. Somebody's been on Reddit at that point. Too much. <laughs> Rabbit hole. Alright, before we uh, start night two, a quick front word from our sponsors. TurboTax. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind. You can dance. You can dance. Everybody look at my pants. <laughs> you can dance. So, Rogue Energy, the only gaming drink company in the world with four unique product lines to suit your task at hand, whether it be juices, shakes, smoothies, and everything else in between their low-calorie, no-sugar energy formula is the perfect alternative to sugar-filled canned energy drinks and sodas. Their extreme formula provides the most energy, focus, and sports performance possible. Their hydration line offers focus, ingredients without the added caffeine. Drink it anytime. You're thirsty. And their shake formula is so delicious. Who doesn't love a cookies and cream, zero-calorie energy milkshake first and foremost they've designed every rogue product line with performance and effectiveness in mind it is critical that you look at the nutrition panels of drinks when comparing options there are countless off brands out there that are presenting low quality poorly dosed formulas that amount to expensive caffeine water every formula they produce is designed with optimal levels of high quality ingredients additionally you won't find a powdered gaming drink brand that dissolves better no need to have chalky textures in your drink their taste profiles are unmatched, specifically designed for gamers, athletes, students, entrepreneurs, people with hectic schedules, individuals with low energy, podcasters who can't shut up, people who are health conscious, and so much more. Great as both a pre-workout and as a coffee energy drink replacement. Specifically designed every Rogue product line to be the best gaming drink on the planet. Rogue energy, more energy, more focus, more wit. Use promo code WRESTLING E for 10% off your next purchase. 
and we are wrestling with WrestleMania 39 Night 2. We're not going to say what we said about the show as a whole because we know what that is and uh, we're just going to get into the matches. Uh, night 1 was made, uh, started out with uh, Night 2, Match 1 was Brock Lesnar defeating Almas uh, in 4 minutes and 55 seconds. Um, better opener than John Cena and Theory by a long shot, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think it, I've ever seen Brock Lesnar sell for anybody, so that was an interesting uh, thing. And honestly, I just enjoyed the match. It was it was fun. It was a Brock Lesnar, you know, I'm going to kill you, and he killed him. That match. Uh, what say you, uh... The only reason it made sense for Brock to win was if the Hurt Business was coming back. And I swear to God, I thought that was going to be the case. Like Lashley coming out to whoop that ass. and You know what I mean? But it really went nowhere because Omos doesn't gain anything by losing to Brock. He just becomes another. He's, just, he's another victim. He's another victim. I mean, who in the last, like, five years has Brock Lesnar benefited from wrestling Brock Lesnar? Seth. But then again, the last five years, three of them been Roman. Well, fucking four of them been Roman. 30, last year was Roman. The year before that was not Roman, was it? Who was Brock Thirty-seven. Nobody, because Roman was... So, yeah, so you got to go back 36, 36, Seamus. Oh, not Seamus, but Drew. Drew, 35, Seth, 34, Roman. 33 Goldberg, 32. 33 Marks. Goldberg, 32. <laughs> 31 Roman, 30. 31 Roman, 30 eight. Taker. You see what I'm saying? Well, like, oh, 27 no one, 26 no one, 25 no one, 24 no one, 23 no one, 22 no one, 21 no one, 20 Goldberg, and 19 Kurt Angle. Like, who benefited from in the last five years? Like, Drew, maybe. Drew and Seth. Because Roman really didn't need it. It was just a confirmation that he's the man. Uh, Omos would have... It would have made something for him. A little bit. Because I can't take Omos seriously. You a big-ass dude and you can't whoop that little scrawny motherfucker? Granted, Brock ain't scrawny. But, comparatively speaking... I mean, he beat Elias on Raw. So, so was that. And he got really, like, Re- really, hey, that Elias. Awesome. That match got a awesome champ in a fight for Oslo. I mean, there is no higher compliment. Elias, though. I mean, <sighs> okay, all right. He should be dwarf. He should beat the shit out of Elias. No offense, Elias. Because people want to see, you know, the entrance and the pyro and an F5. And that's 
what fate to live for, and it didn't really need to be more than that. I thought personally. <coughs> but what about you, Scooter? Uh, yeah, this this was uh, to me, this was complete and utter crap. Um. At, at, at no point did Omas ever look like he was going to be able to beat Brock, and that's that that's that, that's something when the, the literal biggest guy in your company can't look like he can beat somebody. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they went with this at all at WrestleMania. Surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, because I, I still refuse to believe that this was what they had originally wanted. I mean, it wasn't, but you know. Yeah, you know, we were we were we were all expecting you know you know the uh, uh, our third and final you know Lesnar and Lashley match and. Half a star. Kalito? One tenth of a star. I give it. I give it two and a half stars. I liked it. Alright, uh, maybe you liked it, maybe you didn't like it. Uh, we got an appearance from the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal winner Bobby fucking Lashley. And what a pop did he get, Felipe, no? Yeah, because, you know... His original opponent kind of got fucked up. <laughs> oh, yeah. All things considered. What's in the mouth is still remotely has much for him to do? I mean, at least with the Brock Lesnar match, you could say he was in gear, he fucked some people up. You can't say that about Bobby Lashley. He literally did nothing. True. People loved it, though. People loved them, so. I feel like I liked them a little bit more on SmackDown and Raw, but I could have filmed it off them at Mania. Alright, um, I mean, depending on it's tricky. who you feel, what you feel about the best match, um, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler defeated Liv Morgan, Raquel Gonzalez, Natalia, Shotzi, Chelsea Green, and Sonya Deville in 8 minutes and 25 seconds in the women's uh, WrestleMania showcase match. Uh, one might say that this match was 8 minutes too long and uh, was absolutely the opposite of the men's. Uh, what say you, Scooter? Yeah, yeah, there, there, there's, there's no other way to put this, aside from fuck Ronda Rousey. 
Kalika? I mean, it was just to put over that MMA gals. I mean, the, I mean, I mean, Raquel got a nice pop, but it's LA, so I expect the Vatos to go all crazy for Raquel. I mean, the one actually take a bump, or did she really just slap on the arm bar and was and won the match? Because that's how it felt. That's how quick it felt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so quick. Alright, uh, how many stars do you give this one? Scooter. Uh, four fifths of a star. And, Lico. I'll give it one because, you know, Natalia. Unsung hero. Unsung hero, baby. Just, just, unsung. Unfucking sung. I'm going to be nice and just give it one star. And that's me being nice, is one star. I don't think we need to be nice to this next match. Um, don't call me one. Uh, Walter Gunter Starks defeated Sheamus and Drew McIntyre, the Bang Bros, uh, in a triple threat match to retain his Intercontinental Championship in 16 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, without a doubt, probably the best match, night one, night two, uh, definitely night two. <coughs> These guys absolutely murdered each other, and they had the crowd eating from the palm of their hand, from the minute the bell rang to the last pinfall, and even afterwards. Uh, just a great moment for Gunther before he goes into that good night. Uh, Calico, your thoughts on the match? Definitely the most, besides the latter match, it's probably the, uh, not the latter match, the Hell in a Cell. This is probably the most physical non-weapon match because <laughs> they were putting it on it. And when you're ringside and you hear that shit, it was like, oh, uh, you know, you got a little kid and he hears it. He's like, what the hell is that? He sounded like gunshots, like with those chops. And it was just like, yeah. So to me, this match, yes, definitely up there for best match. And definitely bet best match night, too. Scooter? Uh, yeah, four stars. I'm going to give it four. Uh, I give it... You know what? Four and a half. Can we go? Fuck it. Five, because it was physical. It, it's what three big motherfuckers... It, that match should have been what Brock and Omos was. Hmm. You have to pay Brock extra for that. Um... <laughs> Quick uh, little tidbit uh, for anybody that wasn't there after the match, uh, during the commercial break, um, Seamus and Drew McIntyre hugged after the match and uh, to the crowd's delight and uh, left together. So those banger bros are banging together once again. Uh, 
what this has been Drew McIntyre's match to win if his contract was in up in the and he has the green sign. I'm sorry, say that again. I was staring at titties. Um, but Drew McIntyre, was this his, was this his match to win if he would have re-signed uh, with WWE? But his contract status is kind of up in the air at, this, at the moment. Uh, no, no. This, this was, they kept making it seem like it was Sheamus' match to win. And this, this I think is one part of a bigger puzzle in regards to the main event. Hmm. Because I think what everybody was, everyone was thinking was. Sheamus will get it, and then Gunther could be free for uh, a you know a title match at Backlash. Right. Well, uh, we'll leave that there for a moment. Um, Bianca Belair. Defeated Asuka to retain her World Women's Championship in 16 minutes and 5 seconds. Uh, good match, physical match, um, wrong person won. Uh, Kaliko, your thoughts? Which match? Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, no, no. Uh, so with... We were... I was sitting with some people, and it... Here's the problem that, that that match caused, the dilemma that that match caused. Because Bianca is popular, very popular, like probably the biggest African-American star, popular wrestler in that company, popular. Does that make sense? What? Like... Everybody who's black is rocking with her. It's no, 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 no questions. The problem is, is that it's against Asuka, who is also popular. And I thought Asuka is now in this curse where she's 0-5. She's a little frustrated behind it. And this is where that dilemma comes in. It's two dilemmas. There's a dilemma of, is there an overcorrection on Bianca because of what happened at SummerSlam two, two, three years ago? And then we have this other dilemma of, does WrestleMania wins really matter? You see what I'm saying? Because now Asuka's 0-5 and everybody's like, what the fuck? But... The aforementioned Sasha Banks has a loser record. We say it don't matter because she's putting out bangers. So now the wrestling community is in this limbo of like, what does it matter? Does it matter that she gets the win or does it matter that she has a, a hell of a match, right? Well, I mean, with Bianca, have one 
history at Mania. And <laughs> I think it does matter. I, with Asuka, she's 0-5. I think of her five losses, she lost to Charlotte, Charlotte Bianca, Rhea, which is the one that she should have won. Yeah. If that was what, like, people are saying that she should have won this one. I can see their point. But if there was one for damn sure she should have won, was the one against Rhea Ripley. Because there was no goddamn way Rhea should have won that match. No. Maybe so. Not after Mania, but not at Mania. Yeah, not at Mania. So. Now the it's just a matter of what do we care as people because to me Oscar's a steady hand she's gonna be frustrated obviously I would too zero and five at WrestleMania especially in L A which I mean L A has a huge Asian demographic but is also a huge African American demographic and and you had the whole cheerleading thing with the girl with the the lead dancer's mom dying the day of and she still continue you see what i'm saying it's it's a lot there yeah you didn't hear that no so dead the girl the girls you know the girls that were dancing right yeah and the one that stood out the most the the lead girl yeah her mother died the morning of wow So you had that. You had that. You had all that running around in the back. You see what I'm saying? So it was kind of like, you know, what I mean. And Triple H talked about that after the after the show, and then it just became this wild viral thing on Twitter. So I mean, it it yeah, it, it's it, there's layers to that, and just kind of got to unpack it piece by piece. I feel like that match. Or that matchup is a case study, is going to be a case study for the women's division because some people feel like it's an overcorrection of, of Bianca from two years ago. Because remember, when she lost in 15 seconds, people were pissed. Yeah, but I think Mad pissed. Like, 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 no, no, be, be, beyond pissed. And then she got the get back. And now she's in the middle of being a dominant fighting champion and it's just getting to the point where I expect Asuka to beat her I expect it to happen because there's no way she's holding that title for another year what say you Scooter uh, I mean we, we are seeing the birth of the curse of Asuka And then, you know, we're, we're going to start seeing, oh, is this the year that Asuka's finally going to win at WrestleMania? So the inverse Undertaker. I would not be surprised. I mean, at this point, she is one of the most decorated women in WWE today. The only thing she hasn't done was win at WrestleMania. Which to her is probably the biggest thing because I can't think of the last 
Japanese wrestler that won a title at WrestleMania other than Takamishi Noku, baby. I was going to say Takamishi Noku. You know what I'm saying? It kind of matters. And that's another thing. There's a culture layer to it. So it's it's a lot of layers in that that matchup. I personally thought. I thought Asuka was going to win. My personal problem with it is if you're going to lose... Do, lose it with grace at, at a, a show like Mania to somebody like Asuka. Because at this point, who could Bianca li- really lose it to? I mean... Asuka? Yeah, but like the moment's gone now. It's not going to be... No! Asuka's won nah. titles before. It's not going to... The, the moment was WrestleMania. It wasn't winning the championship. She could collect belts at 364 days out of the year, but if she doesn't do it at the at the biggest show, it really doesn't matter. I honestly don't think. But I think Asuka could come back via winning Queen, Queen of the Ring, getting the title shot at SummerSlam, them doing a do-over, and Philly and her beating that ass. But that would mean Bianca would have to hold the title for another 365, and I'm really... No, no, Asuka wins at SummerSlam. Oh, okay. Gets the payback. Then Mania's the payback. (laughs) But then Asuka wins again at Mania. Uh, Asuka finally gets the win at Mania. Hmm. Because I feel like if there were two matches, three matches, she should have... She's 0-5. I think she should have beat Bianca. She should have beat Rhea. And I think she could have beat Charlotte. Charlotte should have loved, you know. when That was when, that was started the curse of Asuka. Because yes. Asuka was whooping that ass until she lost to the old white girl. And then she lost <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I like Charlotte. Then she lost to Charlotte. Yeah. Carmella. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Lost to Carmella. Yeah. It, but that one lost her aura because she had an aura about her. You're not like, wrong. Like, I, I fuck a bitch up, <coughs> like, type vibe. All right, uh, how many stars do you give this one? Uh, three and a half. It was solid. Bianca won. It was an overcorrection. Shout out to the girl that, who lost her mom. That must have been tough to try to keep that show going, so. Uh, it's understandable. Uh, Spudo, how many stars you give this one? Uh, I'll, I'll be nice and give it three. I'll uh, agree with Calico and give it three and a half. Alright, uh, next match. Shane McMahon <laughs> versus the Nets. <laughs> It uh, lasted uh, maybe 30 seconds. Uh, he went for a leapfrog and then just didn't get back up. <laughs> and did he? The question is was he doing an impersonation of Vince or Kevin Nash? I don't know, but uh, <laughs> everything was. At the time, you should have laughed because 
He could have still stayed that far, and he, has, he did get seriously fun. He had surgery, man. But I mean, it was just so. I mean, just coming down the ramp, he was out of breath. I mean, at the show, he looked a lot not in the best of shape. On, on TV, he looked a little I mean, better, but that could have been photoshopped. I mean, he. He, he was round. That's a shape. Indeed. I mean, uh, well, I, I think we're gonna. I think they're finally gonna. I think they're finally gonna change the team, and I think the person captioned for this would be. There goes the money. Right this right to rehab, yeah. The money goes to rehab. But his uh his surgery. Is successful, uh, but that led us to getting a, a match, another match with a Hall of Famer. Indeed, uh, the the impromptu match was impromptu led to another impromptu match, and that was Snoop Dogg defeating The Miz in two minutes and twenty seconds. Uh, he won the match with a people's elbow. You know what? <laughs> so, Snoop Dogg, I gotta fucking hand it to him. He handled that beautifully. He yeah. Shane was down, he was injured, something needed to happen. He needed to make the people happy again. And he delivered two punches in the people's elbow and he received the boost. It was a, honestly, it was a great moment. Yeah. And that 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 literally was all Snoop Dogg. Yes. Yeah. It, it it it's it's very rare when anything anything gets improvised on WWE TV. It's even more rare when it gets improvised on a pay per view at all. Or uh, at this point. And you know, with that, with everything going on, I'm wondering if Snoop was like, "Oh God, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, make these people have to suffer through, you know, uh, you know, the the piece of shit growing on Vince's upper lip." Uh, Can I add that that was the most granddaddy? People elbow I've ever seen in my life. That looked like my granddad tried to do the people's elbows. So shout out to the business selling that shit because there was no fucking way. Oh, that that that, that, that was called the straight out of Compton. Oh God, jitter juice up in here. I'm just gonna keep this Three just to Snoop Dogg improvised. Uh, I give it a Brazilian stars. I give this five stars. <laughs> this was five. It was impromptu me Five though? Worth five? Worth five for him hit him with the mic and going, you gonna fuck this up, cuz? It, it was like a scene out of Baby Boy. I thought... <laughs> it was awful. I loved it. 
You're fucking up, Fucking up, cuz. You get the whole boat like that, cuz. Like, like it was Miz's fault. They shame blew a quad. That's what I was like. Miz didn't do shit. That's the first Wait, wait, Mrs. Paul, the the one who bought, makes the fish sticks. Did you mean to? Did you mean to say the Logan Paul? But uh, the mist never touched him. The mist never touched him. It's the liar. Uh, somebody that did get touched uh was the demon Finn Balor as he lost to Edge in a Hell in a Cell match that lasted eighteen minutes and ten seconds. Uh, I mean the 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 hype for this match was fantastic. Um. Everybody was ready for that. This match and the video package was incredible. And then we got it. What part? Yeah. Russell Crowe, Exorcist. Yes, more commercials. Ah, so it's Russell Mania. It was Russell Mania. Um, then the entrances were the, sh- the absolute shits, which in the good in a good way. Um, I mean, what what did it say on the screen behind Edge? Brood Edge. Yes, he's brooding. What? Uh, like, what the what the fuck was that supposed to mean? You know, I I actually heard that. Gangrel was actually going to come out with him. I at one point I thought Gangrel and uh, Christian were going to help them in the match. <coughs> you know, it, it's you know that it's bad. It 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 it's kind of bad when you could say there's been. Yeah, that there have been less boring Hell in a Cell matches, even in 1999. Well, I mean, a, a man was literally hanged in 1999. Which, I, which, I, ironically, that one also involved Edge. Oh uh, yeah, it did. Um, he put the myths into the. Uh, into the cage. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Balor got cut above his head uh, fairly soon into the match. Um, afterwards, the match never really recovered. Um, I'll give them an A for effort for trying to get the crowd back into it, but it never seemed like it was ever the same after that ladder shot to Dallas head. Um, Coleco, you agree? Um, no, nah, I think the coup de gras spot was good. I mean, they gave it an effort. To me, it got back on track, but maybe not to that level. So, I mean, I get the point, though. But to me, it it didn't lose from the match itself. Although I thought Ben should have won, but. Wait, what's the 
what's the thing about the Valor that he gets these big moments and these big moments he kind of falls flat with them. I mean, the last time he got a big moment like this was when he won the Universal Championship and injury got the better of him that, that night as well. Do you kind of feel that way, or am I just maybe being too hard on Kandala? Well, anybody that wants to answer. I think... Him as the demon needs to go. The last couple times he hasn't gotten a win with it, so it's kind of purposeless. In the last two times, this time in the uh, and the Roman match, so two. Yeah, but Finn's in that point where it's like, where does he go from here? I mean, true, but is Finn Balor really all that interesting if he doesn't have the demon persona in the back of his head? I think he's interesting because he founded the Bullet Club. I think that's what people like. I mean, there's literally no more Bullet Club. I mean, I mean at this point... Uh, Scudo, how many stars do you give this one? Uh, I don't know. I think my, uh, I think, uh, I think the jury is hung on that one. Um, I'll give, I'll give it three. Coleco? Three. Here we go. The main event, the last match, the match everybody wants to talk about. Roman Reigns defeated Cody Rhodes to retain the undisputed Universal WWE World Heavyweight Intercontinental United States Championship um, in 34 minutes and 35 seconds. I could make the argument that the setup for this match was 1,000% perfect, that the match was as complete as it could be. It had all of the, the, the beats and every, you know, everything it needed to have and needed to be, and maybe a little bit more, and they had those people on the edge of the seats hanging from the rafters, ready to see a new world champion, and it was everything that people should have expected it to be. And then the last 10 seconds of the match literally fucked all of that up. And it's probably going to be considered one of the first finishes of WrestleMania of all time. But what say you, Scooter? I want to scream right now. 
I want to scream at the fact that nothing fucking changes. They give you a little taste. And let's face it, we're crack whores, baby. And WWE is a fucking crack. Give you a little taste, they get you hooked. And now, when you you think you're gonna get that ultimate high, nope, nope. No, you, you gotta you gotta suck a couple more dudes off in a you know a, a men's bathhouse in Cedar Rapids. Uh, like, it, you know, is, was it Triple H remembering that Cody smashed a throne? Is it, was this supposed to be humbling? Uh, like, I don't see the reason why Romans has to go a thousand days when he barely defends it at all anymore. And there's nobody that he could defend it against that people are like, oh, I could see this person actually beating him. Like, we would literally have to, we would literally have to bring, like, Godzilla into existence just to beat Roman. Hell! Roman probably wouldn't even jump to the actual Superman. Yo, there's only one thing that defeats Roman Reigns. All right, two things. And one of them is Seth Rollins. But the other thing... It's true, Seth Rollins has not... He hasn't lost to Seth Rollins, has he? Yeah, he has. No, but he, he's lost to, uh, he uh, hasn't beat him, Seth Rollins. Roman, Roman, has, Roman hasn't beat Seth, one-on-one. One. No, he hasn't. No. Uh, yeah, there's only one, uh, one other thing that can truly beat Roman Reigns clean. And since it's not an actual person, <coughs> we can't put the title on it. Georgia Bulldogs? Because he never beat the Georgia Bulldogs. <laughs> No, those are those are people. Um, well, well, I mean, I suppose uh, if we if we if we stuck somebody with a gimmick, hold on, let me let me finish this, please. <laughs> we see the arrival of a man named. Last name, Kemia. First Lewis, name, Luke. Louis Kemia. Everybody calls E. Lou. Will you stop it? Okay, tell me I'm wrong. I mean, if Seth Rollins joins the Georgia Bulldogs, then he's sort to win the Universal Championship, right? I mean, damn right. Who your fossil? I mean, 
I mean, I mean, you know what? Maybe even so, because you know, once you know, Roman put leukemia in commission uh, in remission. You know, there, there, there was no stopping him now. And then we got this Roman Reigns. <coughs> like, I mean, he shouting Benjamin now. Hold on. Like, can, can we, can we like do a Frankenstein job and dig up the corpse of Andre? Oh God. And re, and and reanimate him. Papa Sango. You know, I I I never wanted anybody to get hit by a car. But I would not be upset if that happened to Roman. Well, he's not bald and he doesn't have a goatee, Scooter. So that's not happening. Oh, Calypso, your thoughts on the match? <clears throat> when I first saw this, well, first of all, I thought that that match had too many interferences. <sighs> I was. Secondly, I first thought I was like, why would he win? And then what happened the next day? I was like, now I know why he won. <laughs> so that's why. But it was still a solid match here and there. I think. A Rhodes is always better with the chase. <laughs> it always seems to happen that way. Right. I, I see Cody getting his comeuppance in the next couple of months. And then we'll go from there. Because what's going to happen is R- Roman's going to have to drop it. He's going to have to drop one of these. They got to figure out one, there's a dilemma. They got to figure out a way. Either they're usurping those titles and making a new title or splitting them off. So when is that going to happen is the biggest question. Because he'll get a thousand. Fine. Whatever. Give him the thousand. Put him in there because that in, in the minds of Vince will make him think that He's the greatest superstar, so whatever, of all time, right? Of the, the modern era. Yeah. But eventually, the story has to come where the king falls. Right. And the question is, now we're in that point where people are just trying to dictate it, and I would just say, mania, it should have happened. I agree with everybody else on that. I also understand that there's another story to be told in this bloodline that they still they still got some layers to get to it because I don't think maybe I was thinking well who's gonna beat them it may not be that somebody from without it might be somebody from within well it's not it's not gonna be Jay based on what happened on SmackDown last night well it won't be Jay. There's only one person who could actually challenge him, who hasn't said hasn't said shit, hasn't done shit. He's only done shit, but never said shit. Naomi. Now she was at Wale Mania, man. Bless her heart. Anyway, um, 
Wow, she gotta bless your heart. Uh, yeah. Um, but you say what? What's up, cool, Chichi at Oh no, no. La Knight was there though. He got his back, man. He's that chick. He went bad. But anyway, that's, there was a baby at Wally Mania. That's a whole nother. But 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 for the for the record, I think Cody's gonna get it. And this just makes people more invested in it. I, the silver lining, people will be more invested in seeing Roman lose. Now, the question is, do they care more about him losing to Cody? Or do they just care more about him losing, period? Yeah, yeah. And that, and those are two different emotions. Right. Yeah. Mm. I, I, so, I, I feel I also have to bring this up. Okay, we're putting Roman in the group of the of the of the longest reigning champions in history: Hogan, Backlund, San Martino. And what is the one main difference between Roman and those three? Mm-hmm. They actually defended the title. Back. They were faces. But you can make the argument that 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 faces and heels are not really the thing. It's blurred. To me, it's like the walking dead. It's not like uh, not every good person is doing good and not every bad person is doing bad. It's it's a blur, it's a between the lines and people are, are going to stick with who they who they feel with between the lines because as much as there was people pissed about Roman I mean about Cody losing there was just as much as people who were fucking stoked that Roman won and people love dominance as much as we don't say that people love talk like trust me San Diego State made the title national title game putting it in context of sports. But nobody was, everybody was rooting for the little nigga to win, but uh, eventually Big Boy shows up and just whacks him. And that and that happens. But I think Cody coming back winning the Rumble, even though him winning the Rumble and finishing, the, that doesn't finish the complete story because I felt like the injury took away his buildup to becoming that guy. Does that make sense? Because the Royal Rumble kind of was like a hot shot to him. WrestleMania is supposed to be the end of the run. It's what, no matter what happens in the year, the good guy wins at WrestleMania. And you end the show on a high note with the good guy on top. It's always been that way. And what they did with Cody and Roman. If it was literally any other preview, if it was Backlash, if it was SummerSlam, if it was Survivor Series, if it was Royal Rumble, yeah, do that shit. It's fine. I, you, you want, it'll, it'll progress the story. It'll get you to WrestleMania. When you act the biggest show of the year, you don't do shit like that. You give the people what they want. You give them the good guy 
and even the people that weren't rooting for Cody, every well, primarily a, a good majority of that crowd was all for Cody winning that title. And I, it, you just you just don't do that. Okay, so the last two years at WrestleMania, Roman won. Okay, well, it was about, well, who did he wrestle? Brock Lesnar. Okay, well, Brock's a tweener. You either like him or you don't. It's fine. And there was really nobody viable to wrestle him anyway. Roman. The year before that, he beat Edge and Bryan, Daniel Bryan. Okay, well, he was in the midst of that title run, and they wanted to give him... Roman, at that point, Roman didn't have his big WrestleMania moment. Well, he ended WrestleMania as champion. They gave him that moment. But this this was really the time where he needed to lose the title. And I... you, you're at the point where it's not I want to see who's going to beat Roman for that title. It's I don't care. And I'm going to miss it because I don't care anymore because you're not going to give me what I expect. You're just going to force me for another six months to get my money. Now, here's the question. I, I, I pose two questions to that. My first question is, and this is to both of you guys, would it have mattered if Roman wasn't holding both titles? Would it, would it, if Roman was only holding one of those two titles for that long, would it have mattered? Because I think that's where the holdup is, right? I think that's one of the major gripes. So my question, that's the question I posed. Would it have mattered if it was just one title he's holding that long and not the other? Yes, I I would, have, I would agree with that, because, okay, Roman's on SmackDown, he has one belt for a thousand days, who the fuck cares? But this other title, okay, well, it's getting passed around, people are to get it, some people don't, whatever. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, what about you, Scooter? I, 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 I also think this has a lot to do with okay Solo gets caught Solo gets thrown out but yet Solo comes back and costs the match if the referee you know could throw Solo out why couldn't he have restarted the match when he saw Solo appear again that does not make any sense story wise. And no and no that one I agree, I agree with that. That and the fact that no one is addressing the fact that Roman is barely squeaking by. That's and that was my other point. That's the other point that I'm making because each match, if you noticed it, he's not really looking as dominant as he was in the beginning. 
I mean, you came really close to losing to Drew back in September. He came close losing to Seth at the Rumble. I mean, you could make the argument Seth beat him at the Rumble last year. Seth did beat him at the Rumble. Roman did That's, uh, a keep, uh, Seth won by disqualification. Yeah, and that's where I'm thinking, okay, if and this is where I ask, does it matter who beats Roman? Because you said you're at the point that you don't care. So would you care more if Cody did it or would you care more if Seth did it? And those are things you got to ask yourself because that because that takes away Cody entirely. That means you don't care. If you don't care that he loses, then it wouldn't even matter if Cody got that moment anyway because it didn't matter to you because you cared more about Roman losing than Cody winning. I cared about Cody winning in that moment. I wanted Cody to win. But if they're just joking me along so well, oh, if they're, where it's, um, okay, we're going to, we're going to tease, we're going to give it to him. And then we pull it away, like Daniel Bryan. And then, instead of getting the WrestleMania 30 moment, where he beat the wall, they decide to go with Batista. You know what I mean? I get it. I'm just giving you the... Give us Cody, give us Cody. And then Batista comes in and they said, oh, well, we're going to give it to Batista. And then completely forget about Cody and then shit on Cody for a year, another year and a half. I don't think Cody's going to get shit on for another year and a half, though. It, it just because it's give it to Noam Dar. Noam Dar, oh yeah, give it to, uh, and bring back Alicia Paul. <laughs> I loved when he said that. Everybody did. But, I mean, that that's why I look at it. I, I I get I see all the angles. So I I I I was there. I mean I wasn't crying when Cody lost the belt because I was too busy fighting with security for my fucking WrestleMania chair. But that's a whole other thing. And, <laughs> I got my chair for free on night two. You say what? I got my chair for free on night two. Oh, I got him too. I got I got the set. And that's oh, that set. I love it. And my son made a honey. That's pretty dope. Anyway, but anywho's, that's why I just said it, it. I just hope people care about who he loses it to, rather than him just losing for the sake of losing. Because that's where it gets to the point where, if you get it to the point where you just care to see him lose, then more people are going to be more invested to see him lose. A la Mayweather. Because that's what Mayweather does. He gets you, he baits you into thinking he's going to get his ass whooped, and then he gets you committed, and then he proceeds to beat that ass. Right. And we're getting to the point where people aren't going to care either way, whether he wins or loses. Because, uh, I mean, my brother was next to me, fucking, you would have thought, fucking, he hit the lotto. Hey, I that Roman won. I swear to God. Like, just saying. All right, uh, Scooter, how many stars you get this match? 
I wanted to give it five. I'll t- I'm taking off half a star for it disappointing me and half a star for the bullshit ending. Four stars. Four and a half because it was too many interferences. Too, too, too many. I give it four stars. Alright, night two. Um, not nearly as good as night one, I would say, just because of uh, injuries. Because night one was a banger. There, there was no way they were. Yeah, just, just call it spade a spade. Wasn't no goddamn way they were. Making well, uh, anyway. Scooter, thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle. One thumb up, one thumb up the ass, two knuckles deep. Damn. The laziest of lazy thumbs, three quarters thumb, a la Orange Cassidy. So basically, like that lazy thumb up, but it's kind of like barely up. Yeah, I agree. I give it an uh, orange capacity thumbs up as well. Um, that being said, night one, night two, which one was better, Scooter? Night one. Felica? Do we really have to ask that question? <laughs> Just for confirmation. I mean, night. I don't night if night one was just a WrestleMania in itself, it probably would be the one of the best WrestleManias of all time. You might not be wrong about that. <laughs> like straight up. And uh, I agree, night one. WrestleMania as a whole. Watching John Cena. Versus Austin Theory to the end with Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes, night one and night two together. Thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle? Scooter. Uh, two severed thumbs up. Calico. I'm letting you know right now, night one carried the fuck out of night two. So, thumbs up. Begrudgingly, yes, I give it a thumbs up. Alright, that is our coverage of WrestleMania night one and night two. And now, a quick word from TurboTax. Come to TurboTax and don't do your time. Safety dance. Safety dance. Safety dance. Everybody look at my pants! <laughs> oh, God. On the Philly. Now we are wrestling with... Mm. WWE gets sold to Endeavor. 
Um, it happened the night to World WrestleMania. It was announced the next night on Raw. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, if you want the full details on the everything that's gonna happen between the Mortal, between UFC and WWE, um, you're probably gonna go want to go to somebody a little bit, uh more in-depth than us, but, uh, Scooter, is this a good thing, a bad thing, or a very, 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 very bad thing? Oh, God, uh, first of all, before we get into it, uh, I think I want to say this before we get into this, because we're never going to stop talking about this, uh, the draft is coming back, and, again, from the word of Triple H, every every superstar is eligible, including NXT, Performance Center, even dead ones. Um, oh my god, so that means that uh, Daniel Stevenson is going to finally be on Raw? Uh, or Gabe Stevenson, Jesus Christ. I'm, Chad Gable Stevens. Uh, there we go. I like that. I like that. Stevenson. Chad Gable Stevenson. Stevenson. Not Stevenson. There's no way. Stevenson. No. I can't wait for his uh, match with uh, El Hizo Del Vecchio. I mean, you if know, they draft Stenson Bennett, that would be cool. They, you know, they, they already pronounced. <laughs> And he did the Vikingo wrong. And you saying it worse, just you know, I I think I think we're gonna have to put you down, Jibs. Um, uh, but going, is this a good thing? Um, God, uh, I don't know. I have to catch up. All I have to do is just put some anime on the ground. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have fallen into my anime bait trap. <laughs> uh, I mean, aside from the numerous uh, uh, good luck on your future endeavor jokes, mm-hmm. uh, and and the fact that Vince now looks like a sleazy Italian man. Oh no! Oh no! He looks like the. He looked like someone said he was. Someone said he was Vicente McMahon, and I fucking lost it. (laughs) 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 Fucking lost it. They they put him on the Tapatio bottle. They put him on the Tapatio bottle. Everything. Oh boy. I mean, he is, oh, uh, I mean, major legal issues. I mean, they could, you know, rename him, you know, Ole Jose. Uh, I mean, he's going all fucking Ron Mexico Mike Vick vibes right now. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I'm expecting Vince to break out into, uh, 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 oh, God, uh, the most interesting man in the world commercials. Oh, God, man. I don't always I, I, that, but when I do, I pay him. 
I either that or he's ready to welcome me to Fantasy Island. So does that make ah. Triple H Anta? Anta? Triple H just did so he doesn't get fired. Wait, 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 no, 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 stop. Uh, so are you saying what Triple H as Tonto, a Native American sidekick of the Green Hornet? I mean, the guy that says be plain, be plain. That's tattoo. Tattoo. That's tattoo. <laughs> yeah, Tonto is like a whole different league. It's a Green Hornet. <laughs> so Triple H is tattoo. You need to go uh, watch some more uh, Nick and Knight. <laughs> I I I want to know. I know. Nick and, Nick and Knight doesn't even Nick and Knight doesn't even exist anymore. Um, yeah, it does. It's all it's all um, channel or some shit. Yeah, then then it's not Nick at Night then. Uh, the yeah, because Nick at Night used to be, yeah, yeah, if it's all new today. No, yeah, the, the, the black and white 50s shows, you know, the old Dennis the Menace. Green that Acres, shit. yeah, that, yeah. That shit I love. Um, I want to know if this means that we're going to be seeing uh, – more of that Dana White slap fighting league on WWE TV. Ooh. Ooh. I I pay to see Walter slap the uh some bitches. I mean, <laughs> not bitches, but dudes. <laughs> I mean, considering Dana White's relationship with Tony Khan in AEW, and. Uh, yeah. In fact, they got Conor McGregor on first. Did you have Conor McGregor? Uh, yeah, uh, it was was a one-off appearance, and, uh, and Dan Lambert had the other UFC guys. Uh, Paige Van Zandt, and I... Not, not, not Tito Ortiz. Who's who? The who the who the uh, Junior Dos Santos. I mean, I'm I'm all, uh, I'm only a fan of Patreon Sands, so I can't really speak of her UFC career or she even I mean, UFCs anymore. Uh, anyway, oh no, she's done UFC because she only fans in. I mean, but, her, 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 and her naked yoga. So I can tell you uh, who Junior Junior Del Santino is. So, my God, you know, what you know John Jones. If you are, if you are into types of people, Poncho. Who's Poncho? Tonto and Tattoo. Did he team with them? <laughs> Have you teamed with Tonto and Tattoo? Oh gosh. Uh, send your send your hate tweets to James J nine nine three. I'm glad that you remembered my handle. 
Uh, like, okay, Endeavor owns 49%, or no, 51%. Um, uh, and Nick Khan's uh, going to be the president. And I think Vince had to give up more just so Shane could get his quad reattached. Uh, yes. <laughs> the, the, the big question is is Vince back full time in the position where we didn't want him and two Does anyone at Endeavor have their own plans? Could Endeavor be the possible saving grace for WWE television storylines? Um, you seem to be a little bit more optimistic than I am. Well, the, the the point is is that Vince never want never wants never wanted to retire mm-hmm. e- even if it meant you know having time off to do things he loves uh you know like secretaries um <laughs> but now this means Vince will never retire. Vince now has a boss that will let him do whatever the fuck he wants. Now, unless something unless something really major comes out regarding the Securities and Exchange Commissions that fucks this entire deal up and $9.3 billion goes out the fucking window. These these are dark days indeed. I mean, like, okay, what does this mean for the WWE Network? Is it going to be part of Disney Plus? Um, Is it going to be part of Fox Nation? Uh, does it mean uh, more TV uh, possibilities for where Raw and SmackDown and NXT end up? There's, there's just so much to unpacking this, and it's it's just oh. Bring back the fact that I can fast forward matches to specific matches on the network. I would be happy. Um, I agree with you on that, but um, my fear is okay. Hopefully, that's a that law was the drizzling shit on on Monday. Um, and that was all Vince McMahon, and you can't tell me otherwise. Um, that's my first fear, is that he's back in, in, in charge of WWE, and he thinks it's 2013, where 
the Doherty, the Doherty versus Daniel Bryan thing is still a thing. Because that was what it seemed like was happening on Raw. Um, the second thing I'm kind of scared of is that um, when Endeavor does get in charge, um, them just saying, you know, sorry, that don't work for me, brother. Get rid of Vince, get rid of Triple H, get rid of anybody that ever had anything to do with WWE. And just re reimagine everything WWE ever was and making it into something that we as fans for me personally have been watching for twenty years, you guys obviously longer, make it into something that we don't as fans recognize anymore. And that is the that's a little scary. That's not gonna happen because because if that was the case, they would have did that with UFC with Dana White. UFC isn't a weekly episodic uh, show. Actually, it is. It's just under different umbrellas because they actually do they actually do UFC fight nights on ESPN they do the slapping show they do looking for uh looking for a fight the contender all that like yeah. all of that is under the UFC umbrella yeah. so technically they yeah. are weekly but their headline fights are monthly yeah only because you know very rarely can a UFC fighter have more than one fight a month So what do you think that this means for WWE also? Is it a good thing? Is it a bad thing? I mean, the good news is Vince isn't in charge, question mark. But, but, but I mean, honestly, nothing is set in stone yet, so... Until then, you just got to wrap the wave and see how it's going to look at the new end. I expect a Triple H to get get kept because he's the only person that's literally like the buffer between the roster, half that roster quitting and 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 Endeavor getting their money's worth. So, so if, if Triple H is more valuable than Vince McMahon in this deal at this point. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, because half the people are quitting, and it's up to Triple H to make sure that they don't quit. He's the conduit. Vince is just the figurehead as far as the money. I think Triple H is the, the guy to try to keep the soldiers in line. So, if anything, his position is definitely secure because his position is dealing with talent. UFC is a little bit different because, you know, they got teams and they have fighter people that schedule fights and it's either yes or no, you're going to fight. That That's not the case with WWE. The case, the case with WWE is trying to coax over a, a roster that would like thank God this guy is gone and now all of a sudden he just pops his ass back up. Not to mention Bailey might be gone from WWE. Oscar oh, Bailey. And, uh, 
Yeah. Now, this is where I kind of saw Stephanie's point because I told you it's not about the wrestlers. It's about the brand. The brand is the mission. They want WWE to be the, the name that people come for. And they want the wrestlers to kind of be just synonymous. So kind of like Premier League. So, so Premier League is the league that everybody knows. No one can name 10 teams in that bitch, but I bet you they know Premier League. I believe one of them is Ponto, and the other one is Chelsea. Uh, let's see. Manchester United. Uh, uh, Leicester United. Manchester City United. Uh, Madrid United. Um, uh, uh, the New York Yankees. Um, uh, the, uh, the Taiwanese. The Bengals. The Cincinnati Cincinnati Bengals, yes. That is going to be my my fantasy team next year. Cincinnati Bengals. Well, you're going to have to go up against my team, the Cleveland Steamers. Is there anything anybody wants to say about WWE more team within the before this thing uh, before we get out of here? Uh, when's the divorce? Coleco? The casual fan is not gonna care. The hardcore fan might be into deep to care, but. So, what are we talking about? Unless there's like a mass exodus of talent and fans, it's not going to mean much. And to WWE um, getting close to Endeavor, the only thing I have to say is I much before All Might. Alright, um... Before we get out of here, I now have another quick word from our sponsor. Taxes. Meet with one of our experts who will. Of course, if you like what we're doing, please like, subscribe, comment, put on YouTube and Taxbox. Uh, this is, of course, um, sponsored by Rose Energy and Pearl and Coffee. Uh, join us Tuesday and Wednesday, possibly. Will there be an interview? Won't there be an interview? Check out our Instagram and our Twitter at Wrestling the East for information on if we're interviewing somebody, if we're interviewing somebody. Uh, links to those interviews are not have a lot more. Um, oh, a uh, big congratulations to Billy Starks on making her uh, AEW Rampage debut against Jake Parker. Uh, <laughs> Um, and, oh, yeah, a uh, brother greatness for being on, uh, Dynamite, uh, as well, so, uh, congratulations to those two, uh, you can follow me, of course, at JamesJ993, definitely find Coleco. Ooh, I'm Coleco. You can see me trying to console my kid, because John Cena lost, and he lost his shit. <laughs> and what can we find, Scooter? 
As always, uh, find me on Twitter at ScooterDust. Got to give a big shout-out to uh, my boy, uh, Mike Rogers and Tom Rizzuto. Uh, Mike Rogers was conducting the orchestra uh, during uh, MJF Day. Uh, and uh, my friend uh, Tom Rizzuto was also part of that orchestra. Uh, I went to college with both of those men. Uh really I'm so happy to see them uh, literally on dynamite at the UBS arena. Uh, keep an eye out for uh, the future of the remix that's still up in the air. And of course, reveling all my Twitch antics along with Rico Costito Jr. And the rest of the Smoky Dragons clan, twitch.tv backslash Smoky Dragons. Big crossover episode airing soon. Quickly out to the dust. I'm James J, and this has been wrestling with entertainment. You can dance. You can dance. We're about to do the safety pants. Safety pants. Come on. Hey, folks, this is the Colossal Mike Law, and you are listening to Wrestling With Entertainment. Enjoy the show. Support these guys. We appreciate it very much. We'll see you at ringside.